Shataraya. Ye Shatara. Oh, Shoto. Ma Shataraye. No Shataya. E Shiti. Mararaya. No Yishiyama. Elio Shotomaye. Oh, Shitama Katareya. We thank you, Daddy. Oh, Sha. I prayed and asked that Daddy would show up tonight, today. That he would move and be with us. Father, show your presence and show your person. We need you. Oh, she. Koraya. Nashataba. Todd, is this this track on that playlist? Is this song? Is the one that's playing down on this playlist? The one we just played? Could you add it for me? Your presence. Your presence, daddy. Your presence, daddy. Hallelujah. We receive you, Lord. We receive you, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome. Hallelujah. If we will title this, it won't be very long. I have three scriptures and the Lord may give me more. The cost of the glory or cost for the glory. The cost of the glory or cost for the glory. See, God, Daddy, doesn't just hand out his glory. There is a price. There's a cost for his glory. Jesus is the knowledge of the glory. But Daddy is the glory. Jesus does have glory. The word says that he has a glory. He has his own glory. But we want the Father's glory. We want him to give us his glory. We want, us to, want him to use us in his glory. Thank you, Daddy. Father, let your glory come down. For your presence is here. We want to see your sovereign move and your glory. And your glory. Todd, can you give me 1 Corinthians 126 through 31? There is something that can have no part of God's glory. And that is your flesh. That is your will. That is everything about yourself that God never designed you for. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise, according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring nothing, the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. 
but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. You cannot glory in your own strength. You cannot glory in your own wisdom and your own knowledge. You cannot glory in your own understanding. You cannot glory in your own accomplishments, anything you've ever achieved outside of God. The word says, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. The flesh wants no part of God. The word actually says it's at enmity against God. It has enmity with God. So when we're looking for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, power, strength, outside of God, we're only trying to glorify the flesh. But all things done in God brings him glory. And when he is glorified, we are glorified. So he who glories, let him glory in the Lord and what he has done on your behalf. Ty, can you give me John 16, 6 through 23? See, the glory is God, daddy in heaven. When we rid ourselves of our flesh, there's no power within us except the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. So anything is accomplished when we have rid the flesh or when the flesh has been put to death. There's a glorification. There's glory that comes outside of that. But it comes at a cost. It comes at a price. You must lay down your life. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. That is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin. Because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the rule of this world is judged. I, have, I still have many things to say to you, but I cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me because I go to the father. And then some of his disciples said among themselves, what is this that he says to us a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me and because I go to the father. They said, therefore, what is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus knew that, the, that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while? And you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me. 
Most assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into a world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no more. Well, the joy no one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in the Father's name, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give to you. Sorry, Todd, it was, that's right. I need my phone. <laughs> but that's pretty good because I have been following the Holy Spirit, researching the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Todd, it's 17.6. Without the Holy Spirit, we can have no glory because, again, the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit is your helper, but the Holy Spirit first came to convict the world of judgment, righteousness, and of sin. So when you receive Christ in your heart, the Holy Spirit is first convicting you on the inside of any sin that you convict, any sin that you commit. And then the Holy Spirit will convict you of righteous acts of something you should do in God. And then the Holy Spirit will convict you of the judgment you place on another. Okay. <laughs> I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given to me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me and they have received them and have known surely that I come forth from you and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these things are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. Another price, another cost for the glory is unity with God. Complete unity. Everything that belongs to him belongs to you. Everything he has given you, you'll give to him. The people, the materials, it's not minute anymore. Because you know you're in unity with God, you value them at a higher price, a higher cost. You come into oneness with God. You come into oneness with Jesus. You come into oneness with the Holy Spirit. Keep through your name those you have given me that they may be one as we as one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition, 
that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. You cannot have any fellowship with the world when it comes to the glory that God is trying to give to you. Not an ounce. There is no joy outside of Jesus Christ when it comes to the glory of God. There is nothing that fulfills you outside of the will of God, the word of God, worshiping God when you are one with him and when you're in his glory and when you carry his glory. And that's a good sign you're walking in God's glory or you're a carrier of God's glory is when the world hates you. The spirit of this age is against you. And it seems like everything is falling apart and no one has your back except the invisible God who is very visible. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one, that they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Another cause of God's glory on and in your life is sanctification. You cannot partake in the things of the world. You cannot partake of things of the old man if you're pursuing to be in God's glory. The things you have left behind you must stay behind you. The word said that a man who looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Once we make a step forward in God and we decided this is the path I'm going to take, we just need to hold on for that wild ride because glory is attached to that ride. And God's truth is his word. We cannot be glorified outside of God's word. We cannot be glorified. We cannot share in God's glory outside of his presence, outside of worship, outside of his truth. We must be sanctified by him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must be sanctified by Jesus. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. That they also may be sanctified by the truth. Some of us need to sanctify ourselves. There's a greater glory when taking initiative. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So now Jesus is praying for those who will receive the disciples or the apostles word about Jesus. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Now the body of Christ will not hit the the glorified state of God until we all come into unity, oneness, no discord, no arguments, no hatred, no dissension amongst the brethren. 
We must be one as Jesus and God the Father are one. And the closest thing we will experience to that on earth is the marriage between a man and a woman. There's no greater relationship that signifies or examples that. The unity between a man and a woman in marriage, covenant marriage, is the closest thing we'll get to relationship, to experience the relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son between those two. That they may also be one in us. Okay. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. Again, we must be in complete unity with God. And you know God does not dwell where sin is. He does not habitate where sin is. And this is what sin is. Anything that's not a faith, knowing the right thing and not doing it. Lawlessness, meaning knowing the law and just blatantly breaking it. Fear unforgiveness, shame, or anything that doesn't line up with his word. Missing the mark is sin. So we have to rid ourselves of our flesh, which is sinful nature. And the glory, okay, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. So Jesus does have a glory. The glory was given to Jesus from the Father. And now he's distributed to his disciples. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. There's a portion of unity we can't even hit until we receive God's glory. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. Meaning we need to get so close. I, I, I experience this with Todd and Carl all the time. I am literally, Todd did it yesterday. I'm thinking something and he says exactly, I'm talking word for word, exactly what I'm going to say, what I thought in my mind. See, there's a place in the spirit you can get where you can communicate without even speaking. And God allows little moments like that to transpire or happen to show how connected and the unity between people is astronomical between Tori and I. I can just look at, I don't even have to look at Tori. And we're communicating. And then we just share what we were communicating vocally when the time is right. It's powerful. And the glory which you have given me, the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I am I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one. We cannot even reach perfection and glory until we are in each other. And Jesus, the Jesus that is in us, is in the God, the Father. This gene has a chart that's called the advancement from the kingdom within. It's called Trinity One. It's where the Godhead is in complete unity with each other the father the son and the holy spirit and when we go through the kingdom advancement from within we come into unity with the godhead so it's trinity one in us and us in trinity one meaning 
all three of the gods, all three of the godheads are one on the inside of us. And every part of us that is like God is inside of them. And there's no separation. It's as if we are one. I am them and you and me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. There's more to it. See, what we must know is sometimes it's difficult to let go of the, the old things, past relationships, addictions, um, habits, thought patterns. That's one of the worst things. A way that we think, letting that go, man, God will open up the windows. I, I'm just looking at DJ. DJ is stepping into his glory because he's allowing his mind to be changed. It's not necessarily always the action because where the mind go, the man will follow, right? So if I focus my things on the things of God and not on the things of man, who will I become more like? God. You can't focus on the things of God if you're not in the things of God. So if I'm not in the word, if I'm not in worship, if I'm not in prayer, but I'm on the phone, but if I'm on, you know, the internet, if I'm doing everything else besides what would bring me closer to God, where the mind goes, I will follow. So if my eyes, my ears, my taste buds, and my smell, my five senses are linked and trapped to the natural things, I will only be glorified in the flesh and not glorified in the glory of God. You know you stepped into the glory where things just manifest around you. You don't even have to put your hands to anything. The word promises that if you sanctify yourself, everything you touch will, pro will prosper. But there's another side to it where you enter into such a sanctification where God just allows the things around you to be touched by him. And those things prosper. It's like Adam in the garden. Everything was perfect. And the Lord gave me this revelation. Everything. We're supposed to go back to the first Adam through the second Adam. We're supposed to enter back into the state of the first Adam through the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. Okay. Adam was created. And everything around him was whole. He had fruit, he had veggies, he had water. Everything was pure. He had protection, he had prosperity, he had, he had complete dominion over everything. Yet, if we're to be like him, and you look at ourselves or our lives, what do we have dominion over? Does everything that around us, is it prospering? Or do we just step into something and we're blessed? One way to know, I'm, to, I, I'm looking at DJ. DJ has experienced the grace and the mercy of God. The grace and the mercy. I mean, everything that the enemy intended for evil, God has shown his grace and his goodness on him. Literally. He is not having to pay fines for things that he justly did wrong. For things that he knew that he did wrong. And God is wiping them out. Or if he has to pay for something, God has given, taken off half the price. And not let him go through any process with it. That's meaning when he's stepping towards something, God has already touched it and allow it to rise and to grow. Whereas when you're not in the glory, you still have to work. And when you're not in the glory, you're in the anointing. 
when you're in God. The anointing works things out of death or work things into death. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay? Because the anointing causes things to prosper in your life too. There's an anointing that God gives you that helps you create wealth. Another word for power is anointing. Another word for anointing is power. For God has given you the power to obtain wealth. So there's an anointing that prospers you and there's an anointing sent to kill you. So if we're not operating in the glory, we're operating in the anointing. And that anointing is intended to rid the entire body of the flesh so that the glory and the presence of God can come on our lives and in our lives. We want his glory. We don't want any flesh. We don't want any flesh. You go to the next um, few times. That was the end of it. Oh, <laughs> we're waiting on you. <laughs> um, so picture this. God has intended for everybody for when they step into the glory. And when God manifests the glory inside of them, there are things already intended for you. For those who have an entrepreneurial spirit, there is a business because we got to go back to the state of the garden where everything was fruitful and already full grown when God created it, when, when Adam was created. There are businesses, there are mates, there is um, education already at its fullness when you step into the glory where you don't even have to work to obtain it. I look at Gene Hall's life. Things literally fall into his lap, something he didn't have to work for. It's because he's walking in a glorious state. He is a glorious son of God. There's the, the glory of God is on his life and in his life. We want to get back to the state of the garden. We want to get back to the state of the first Adam through the second Adam. All right, Todd, last scriptures. Romans 8, 12 through 22. <coughs> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. I want you to listen to this. When you're in the glory, you have supernatural knowledge and understanding. Knowing that you are not attached to the things of your past. Meaning some of us may say, I don't even deserve this because of what I've done. But God is saying you do deserve it because of my son. That rhymed and that was great. That was pretty good. Yeah. But you're not debtors to the flesh. Means you don't owe anything to the flesh. That has already been charged off by Jesus Christ. He's already paid that. To live accordingly to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. <laughs> we already said that you don't want to be against God. The flesh is at enmity with God. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons carry the glory you know we are the ark of the covenant y'all know what the ark of the covenant is yes it's where the priests used to carry the presence of god 
and no one could touch the presence or no one could touch the ark because they would surely die. We are now the ark of the covenant. We are the carriers of God's presence and of God's glory. But if by the spirit, you can't put to death the deeds of the body by the flesh. They must be done by the Holy Spirit, by the spirit of God. You will live and I always love this. You get to a place where you exercise self-control and sanctification. Right. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to push towards God. I'm going to stop doing these things. And then you wear yourself out because you're in the flesh. And then the, the, the onslaught of temptation comes down on you yeah. and you can't resist it. Yeah. That's how you know you've done it in your own strength. But you must ask on a continual basis, the Holy Spirit to help you. Holy Spirit, I cannot fight this off. You know, you can't run. Excuse me. You know, you can't resist sexual t- temptation. You know you cannot resist it. If you're, in a, if you're in a situation and you're alone, you cannot resist it. You have to flee from it. You literally have to run from it. Because while you're in it, the flesh is trying to overpower what the spirit has, which is self-control. And we all been there where it's raging. And I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I still do it. And the next day I feel dead. Or I hated that I'd done it the next moment. Like, dang, why couldn't I control myself? Because you can't. Once you give your life to God, it's in his hands. You have to rely solely on him. I like that, Carl. For as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to, the, again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba Father is the glory. Through the Spirit, we cry out Abba. I love it. God always give me these little things to, to practice. I want to know God as Daddy. I want to know him as Abba. For, I don't know, maybe the last month or so, I've been practicing calling him Daddy and not God. I've been practicing talking to him as Father and not as God. Not saying I don't want him to be God in my life, but I want to know him as Daddy. So I'm talking to him now like daddy this, daddy that, Abba this, Abba that, father this, father that. I want my spirit to be so filled with the fact that the truth is he's my father that when I pray, it's as if I'm talking to my natural dad. And nothing else enters my mind about God that doesn't line up with his word. God is God. He will always be God. He's the only God. But we ask, when we enter into sonship, We have to know him as father. And this is how you know him as father. And this is how you know the glory is on you. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father. Jesus is the administrator of the gifts. But the giver of the gifts is daddy. Sons carry the glory. If you're carrying the glory, every good and perfect gift is coming to you. Cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. That says you can't even put your mind. The spirit has to tell you that you're a son or you're a daughter of God. 
That's by faith. You can't comprehend it. Your mind can't figure it out. It's only through the spirit. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, the glory, and joint heirs with God, the knowledge of the glory. And if, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. We're entering back into death season. Some of us are already in the death season where we're dying to the flesh or dying to the things that are not a God again. The things that you are going through cannot be compared to the glory that's about to be revealed inside of you. There is glory on the inside of you waiting to come out when you put to death that flesh. There is glory on the inside of you. It says we have treasures in this earthen vessel. The treasure is the glory of God. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Because they carry the glory. And wherever the glory is, there's an abundance. There's power. There's authority. For creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Until now. We all got to make a choice. Do we want to be carriers of our will? Do we want to be carriers of our own knowledge? Do we want to be carriers of our own strength? Or do we want to be carriers of God's glory? Do we want to be arcs of the covenant? Do we want to be arcs of the promises of God? When you show up in a place, don't you just want to bless somebody just because? No joke. I walked into Gene at the outlets. We, we bumped into him. We saw him, but like we went to go find him. And he said, we should have the mindset that whenever we bump into somebody, we should bless them. You know how you just kind of see somebody you ain't seen in a long time? He said, that is a divine appointment to bless them. There's many ways you bless. God blessed many different ways in the Bible. He blessed by speaking over people. He blessed by giving them things. But we want the blessing. When God speaks and gives, how would you feel if God used you to speak a good word or a positive word or a powerful word over somebody and then you take them out to dinner to fellowship with them? Or then you take them to get whatever they went out with, with whatever they were out to get. Think about how life changing that can be. Think about how life changing. We are carriers of the promises of God. And I remember when Miss Mary gave a testimony about uh, Rory Edge, Pastor Edge. The Lord had a promise in her heart. And he spoke through Pastor Edge to release the promise into her life. We are carriers of the promise and the power and the glory of God. But it has to be released through the spirit.
and not through the flesh. Flesh does not carry the glory. And if it does carry the glory, it stinks. It's glorification of its own self. What is it called when a person eats another human being? It's cannibalism. Where you're feeding off of yourself. That's called arrogance. Where you're glorified in the things that you could do. Or you're glorified in your accomplishments. Or you're glorified in just how you look. Anything. When you're glorified in everything about yourself. That doesn't mean you can't have confidence. God is a confident God. You want to know how he's a confident God? He just spoke to the world and told, told it to be created. And it was created. You got to have a lot of boldness to speak and to see something manifest. In order to have boldness, you got to know what you're talking about or who you are or both. This is our time. I believe this next year, 2017, we can step into it tonight. We can really start moving in the glory of God. We can really start being carriers. We can't have our own will anymore. We cannot harbor the flesh, hoard the flesh. We got to let go of the things that God is asking us to let go. It's really that simple. And we all know fears, anxiety, anger, unforgiveness, shame and rejection, pain. Just let it go. Because the word says it cannot be compared to the glory that is inside of you. We want the glory that's inside of us to connect with the glory that's above us so that that glory can go out before us and behind us. You want that glory? It's there for you tonight. The anointing of God is to break yokes, is to kill the flesh. That means when somebody is speaking, or when somebody walks up on you, you can literally feel it in your flesh. The anointing sometimes is disguised or misinterpreted as shouting or rambunctious preaching. But really what it is, is the power of God speaking through person to destroy what is, what is intended to destroy them. That's what the anointing is, to destroy the thing intended to destroy the person. So when you feel it, necessarily doesn't always feel good. But the reactions you see in the crowd will make you think that they're in agreement to what is dying. But they're really not. It's a facade saying that I've already reached that place. But they actually haven't. If you want to let go of the things tonight. If you want to enter into death so you can enter into his glory. We God gave us the order. It's death, burial, rest and resurrection for this house if you want to rid the things of the flesh and enter into the glory now is your time the altar is open and all you got to do is petition the Lord that's all you have to do is say daddy I don't want it anymore I'm tired of living this way I'm tired of feeling this way I want to experience your glory. You intended for me to experience your glory. You didn't intend it for me to experience pain and hate and anguish, poverty, sickness, none of it. You intended for me to walk in the fullness of your presence, your power, and your glory. God has anointed me to, to anoint 
and to break yokes off of people's lives. And God can do, use it through a word. He can do it through the laying on of hands. We won't stay for long. Carl, turn that up just a bit. And if it's you, just come forward. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not you anyway. You were created first as a spirit being. And then flesh was created out of the dust of the ground. So the initial person that you were created didn't even have flesh. It didn't even have sinful nature. So the things you want to get rid of are not even you. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. We want to be carriers. We want to be arcs of the covenant. We want to move in God's presence. We want to move in God's power. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Perform your word, Lord. There are promises that are being held back or postponed. I don't know what you would say. How do you say it? Because they haven't been death to flesh. You know, even the next level of knowledge can be held back from you. The next level of intelligence can be held back from you. The next move of God in your life can be held back from you. The flesh will not be glorified. Because if you enter into the glory without experiencing death, you can say that I did it and not God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Daddy. We love you, Abba. Your presence, your person, your power. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy. There's a glorified state that we reach, and then we'll be done. When Jesus died, they put him in the tomb. When he was in the tomb, he was in the tomb for three days. But during those three days, he actually went to hell, conquered death in the grave, and came back. And him and his body were resurrected. It wasn't just his spirit. His, his body was resurrected. And when he was resurrected, he appeared to his disciples. And there are many times, or there was a couple times, where he was unrecognizable. There's a glorified state in your life after you have died, that flesh has been buried, and you rest, and then you're resurrected, and you become recognizable, unrecognizable to those people that knew you closest. There's a place in the glory where you become unrecognizable to those who knew you. Just so you know, I don't want to be known by me. I want to become unrecognizable to those. And I want to be associated with God. Only recognizable to the things of God. It's time for some of us to become unrecognizable. We've stayed in the same state. We stayed in the same place. We stayed in the same mindset for many, many, many years. And that has to change.
God blesses for two reasons. There may be more reasons he bless, but the two I'm going to speak about is he blesses because you have obeyed. He's blessing you because you have obeyed what he's asked you to do. You've obeyed his voice. You've obeyed his word. He blesses you. But then he also blesses you to bring you to repentance, which is a change of mindsets. To repent means to change your mind. It says the goodness of the Lord brings us to repentance or causes us to repent. When God starts laying out these blessings, it's a, a good indication or it's a sign that we need to examine ourselves. So if you're getting blessed, but nothing about your mind has changed. God is asking you to change. And the more time you spend not changing while being blessed. It's going to get harder for you to overcome. Whatever he's asking you to change will become harder for you to overcome. We should want no part what was created out of the dirt. The dirt has filth in it. There's a price to be paid for its glory. The price is your death for his life. And it's not your death. It's death of the flesh. Death of your carnal ways, death of everything that doesn't line up with who he is. For his total life, for everything about him to be yours. Unity with the brethren. That means there's no gossip. There's no lying. There's no backstabbing. There's no quid pro quo. I mean, if I do this for you, you do it for me. It's just I love you because I love you. I love you because he loved me. I love you because it's a commandment. And in unity with God, the Trinity, unity with the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit, unity with Jesus, fellowship with his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and in unity with the Father, knowing that he is daddy, and all that is his is mine, and all that is mine is his, everything, the word, his presence, his person. All of earth, all of creation is waiting on you. Is waiting on you. There was a word spoken over my life when I first came to this ministry. I was here for a preordination teaching with Miss Teresa. Miss Teresa came, prayed for me, and she said, and I can't remember it verbatim, but it kind of went like this. There are many who have been waiting on you. There are so many who have been waiting on you. And I received that word by faith. And there have been countless people that God has impacted through my life because of surrenderance. Many people. And trust me, it was nothing I would have did on my own. It was nothing I would have did in my own strength. Because I, the pain you suffer in life causes you not to want to deal with people. But God turned all the evil that was intended to destroy me. And he used it to give me life. And he used it to give other people life. There are people, all of creation. <laughs> Money's waiting on you eagerly. Harvest, plants, animals, buildings, cars. All of creation, the sun, the moon, everything about creation is eagerly waiting upon you. It's ready for its rightful owners. It's rightful stewards to take authority again.
Father, we thank you tonight. We love you. We bless everyone that's here, Daddy. Father, we love you that you allow us to partake in your glory. We thank you that you allow us to experience your glory. And we thank you that you are the glory. And when I become one with you, I can walk in your glory. I thank you, Jesus, that you have given us the glory that God has given you. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit is in us and gives us power to know all things. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Daddy, in the name of Jesus, we love you. Bless these people today. Bring them to repentance and tell them how awesome they are. We love you tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name.